Good morning. It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Sitkins may consider a tax on motor fuels and a marijuana retail tax in this fall's municipal election. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will consider both proposals on first reading. It's a discussion often held by Sitka's assembly during budget season. The city's harbors and roads are aging, and in recent years, projects to repair infrastructure have been delayed due to cost. We're we're a frontier state. A lot of our infrastructure was built with support from the state and from the federal government, and things seemed new and shiny at the time. Assemblymember Rebecca Hemshoot says the problem is twofold. The funding coming from the state is decreasing in all areas. And so with the increasing burden on the city, it stretches what we've been able to do in the past um, is not what we're able to do now because we don't have the same revenues coming from the state that would have helped us do the things we did in the past. So we're going to have to get creative and we're going to have to work together as a community. How so? Hemshoot and fellow assembly member Kevin Knox are proposing one possible solution, a fuel excise tax, which could end up going before voters this fall. The proposed ballot prop that's up for assembly review is 20 pages long, but from the consumer end, it's pretty straightforward. Overall, it amounts to an extra three cents a gallon on marine and motor fuels to be paid at the pump. Knox says the idea was originally introduced by the Port and Harbors Commission. Uh, They really wanted to be able to raise additional revenues that were outside of the traditional fee structure that the uh, the Harbor Enterprise Fund charges for. Moorage rates are expected to increase exponentially over the next decade to cover costs of aging harbor infrastructure, including the planned replacement of Eliason Harbor. Knox says that steep of an increase is unsustainable. He says the excise tax on marine fuel is a way for all of the maritime community to share the load. Whether you have a boat in the harbor or not, everybody benefits from our harbor system. All these boats that come in from out of town that aren't, you know, in the city and borough of Sitka, they're benefiting from our harbor system and our harbor infrastructure. Whether they're just, you know, bringing in a small skiff to tie up for their errands in town when they're anchored out, or if they're coming in to sell fish. Knox and Hemshoot say a new tax would help flatten harbor rate increases, but it would not eliminate the need for them entirely. Motorists who fill up at the pump would also pay an extra three cents a gallon. That money will go towards Sitka's road maintenance. The tax would not apply to aircraft or heating fuel. Anchorage introduced a gas and diesel tax in 2018. At a steeper rate of 10 cents a gallon, it was estimated to generate around $14 million in annual revenue for the city. Knox says they're not sure how much revenue their proposal could raise for Sitka. It's a really hard number to come up with because the vendors uh, in town are reluctant to share the number of gallons that they sell. Um, We can make really rough guesses, but they're really rough guesses. So we're not really sure what our revenue is going to look like. Not until we start to have this conversation at a public level. KCAW reached out to assembly members to learn where they stand on the proposed ballot props. Member Tor Christensen says he's coming to the conversation with a neutral stance, ready to listen to public testimony, as is member Valerie Nelson. But Nelson says it's not the direction she'd go to tackle Sitka's infrastructure problem. It's 
seems like we just keep looking for ways to squeeze the public, you know, squeeze the turnip a little bit harder. Maybe you can make it bleed more. Maybe you can get more money. Nelson says she wants the assembly to prioritize cost-cutting over new taxes, but says she may vote yes on the proposal since it's ultimately up to the voters to decide. Knox and Hemshute know that new tax proposals will meet some resistance from the public, and Hemshute says she gets that. You know, I can get behind that myself. I don't really want to pay more. Um, at the same time, independent Alaskans, you know, I still can't build my own roads to drive on. I still need that to be done by the city. That's one of the functions of government is to provide infrastructure. And so um, I, I feel it's fair to go ahead and and pay my fair share to use the roads. The assembly will review the ballot prop on two readings, but that's not the end of the line. If it passes, it'll be on the municipal election ballot on October 5th, and the voters will decide. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. The assembly will also consider a 5% marijuana retail tax when it meets tonight. If approved by voters, the tax would raise an estimated $200,000 a year. The extra money would go to the Sitka School District's Student Activities Fund. Assemblymember Rebecca Hemshute, who is also an elementary school teacher in the district, sponsored the ballot proposals along with Assemblymember Kevin Knox. So if we can, um, in our effort to provide a, you know, a free public education, if we can support kids to be in activities at, at the school level that uh, don't cost them extra, you should be able to play basketball no matter what your family's income is. Um, drama and debate is important for a kid, no matter how much their family makes. Hemshute says she knows the marijuana retail tax will see community pushback, perhaps most strongly from people in the cannabis industry. Michelle Cleaver owns Weed Dudes, a retail marijuana shop, and says she plans to speak out against the pot tax. She says cannabis is already taxed too much. She pays a state 20% tax when she buys marijuana wholesale, and then there are the complications that come from running a business that's still not legal under federal law. I mean, for me, a store owner, since the feds do not recognize marijuana as a legitimate business, I am not allowed to deduct simple uh, business expenses like rent and utilities and insurance because the act of selling marijuana is still illegal. The Assembly will review the marijuana and fuel tax proposals when it meets tonight at 6 p.m. In the wake of the coronavirus, food security has become a national hot-button issue. KCAW's Tosh Kimmel visited Middle Island Garden to see how one couple is fortifying Sitka's food web one kale plant at a time. It's an uncharacteristically clear day in Sitka when Andrea Fraga picks me up in her skiff, her corgi olive in tow. The local gardener and self-proclaimed homesteader has agreed to give me a tour of the commercial garden she runs with her partner, Caleb Aldred, a few nautical miles from downtown Sitka. As we near Middle Island Gardens, Fraga spots a bear grazing in the inlet, a foreshadowing of the majestic and wild beauty of this place. It's like a little shire. I feel like I'm in Middle Earth a little bit. <laughs> Middle Island, anyway. As we walk through the roughly 4,000 square foot garden, bear spur in hand, Fraga points out the array of vegetables and ornamental flowers she's painstakingly cultivated over the years. There's turnips and peas. This is um, sea kale. This year we've got potatoes in it and rhubarb. 
and lemon sorrel, and then there's a gooseberry bushes back there. So actually that bed has a bunch of daffodils and I've been experimenting with different flower varieties. It's from this bounty that Fraga is able to feed anywhere from 10 to 16 families a week, depending on the season. This may seem insignificant to some, but in southeast Alaska, Middle Island is somewhat of an anomaly. Initially growing food only for Aldred and herself, the couple eventually bought the neighboring land and started a larger operation. While the towering spruce and moss-covered understory make it easy to forget, Sitka's climate doesn't lend itself to farming. Really, it doesn't seem like we have any appropriate agricultural land in Sitka, for the most part. And then land is really expensive. The season is short and cool and wet, so you have to pick your crops appropriately according to that. And I think especially if you don't start out with crops that are going to be more successful, you could get discouraged really easily. Living and growing on Middle Island has been a practice in patience. Our biggest garden <laughs> pests are this pair of ravens that nest back here every year. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, and slugs, of course. If you don't watch closely, a slug can come and just mow it like a little lawnmower. Just mow your seedlings down. And the deer will eat almost anything. Once they fend off the slugs and harvest their bounty, they have to bring it into Sitka on their skiff. It's a lot of work. But despite countless roadblocks, Fraga and Aldred have stayed optimistic. From using seaweed and herring eggs as fertilizer to mixing sand and shells in the soil, Fraga has gained a wealth of knowledge through a small network of gardeners throughout the region. I feel like the growing community, the gardening and farming community in Southeast Alaska is really um, generous with knowledge, not competitive so much, and that's really great. We're all kind of experiencing the same struggles. Even as she advocates for self-sufficient gardening, Fraga acknowledges her lifestyle is not accessible to everyone. Another reason why operations like Middle Island Garden are few and far between. I mean, it's expensive to live here, so I feel really lucky to have the time and the space to do this. I know not everyone would have the time to put it into a garden or the space to do it. However, in an island community which relies heavily on goods barged in from out of state, the reality of a food shortage is just one missed shipment away. It's for this reason that local farmers like Fraga are so vital to the community. Well, I think, you know, you see when the barge gets delayed, when we have bad weather in the winter and then the grocery store shelves are emptying out, I think it's just a good reminder that if at all possible, it's the best to be as self-reliant as you can. Fraga hopes to find longevity and protect the soil by planting more perennial flowers in the coming seasons. I, I feel like as I get older, I, I kind of like the plants that just... Like perennials, they just reliably come back like old friends, and they don't need all this pampering. Just like an old friend, Fraga hopes to be around for many years to come, her skiff brimming with brassicas as she pulls into Sitka's harbor, a harbinger of full bellies to come. Reporting from Sitka, I'm Tosh Kimmel. I'm Peter Apathy, and this has been Raven News.